Dunkin' is putting a whole new spin on pumpkin at Dunkin' with our new pumpkin cream cold brew. Smooth, bold, cold brew topped with velvety pumpkin cream cold foam made with cinnamon and nutmeg spices. And there's more pumpkin for you to love, like the delicious fall classic, our pumpkin spice signature latte. Rich espresso topped with whipped cream, caramel drizzle, and cinnamon sugar. That's how we pumpkin at Dunkin'. Sip into the fall season with the $3 medium pumpkin cream cold brew or pumpkin spice signature latte. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusion apply. Valid on pumpkin spice signature latte only in all cold foam cold brew. My name is rubbish. Isms. Isms. Juxtapose. Didactic. Rubbish Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 61 of Modern Art is Rubbish. Are you alright Tom? Yeah I'm really good thanks Marcus. Are you a bit excited because um, galleries, art galleries are opening now aren't they? Um, yeah no it is exciting yeah. Well I'm not planning to go to any. Are you plan- Have you got any plans to visit any galleries? I think I may well be doing. I, I don't know if social distancing is going to become a problem in a lot of local galleries anyway because... I hardly ever encounter anyone every single time I'm in them. Yeah, and also, you don't really... Because you're not allowed to touch paintings, you can't really pick the virus up off paintings, I suppose. No. They'll ban all touchy-feely artworks, so won't they? They'll, that, they're out. They've, their day is gone. Yeah, well, for now. Yeah, for now. For now, they yeah. will be back. So those people that are concerned, yes, you're right. I, I think I was a bit doomy. Yeah. I don't remember when I actually engaged with her touchy-feely artwork, though. Yeah. Can't remember. So maybe maybe there'll be a renaissance in touchy-feely work when it's all over. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> so, coming up. We've got a few things, and also, if you at home listen to the end, we've got another special treat for you. Uh, Tom, we've got your single, exclusive preview. Absolutely, yeah, well, it's out in a couple of days, but we'll, yeah. we've got a preview uh, at the end of the show, we're going to do it, aren't yes. we? Yes, we are indeed, so that's something to stick around for. We're also talking about three pieces of news, um, one relating to statues, because they're obviously the thing in the news at the moment, as always, and an interesting take on uh, John Trumbull's painting, the which the famous work called the Declaration of Independence. Also, a botched restoration. We love a botched restoration, don't we, Tom? Oh, they are absolute magic. We've covered quite a lot of botched restorations yeah. over the years on Modern Art is Rubbish, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, I love it. So this and this one may be the the mother of all botched restorations the mothership the mothership (laughs) (laughs) i I take it it's not a ship but no it's not it's not (laughs) a botched ship because botched ships tend to sink there it's actually far more dangerous consequences i would say yeah (laughs) (laughs) on to the first story and this is by an artist called nicholas gallanin and he's actually a uh from the Tlingit tribe. He's from Alaska. He's an Alaskan-based artist. And he's done a very interesting work, and this is actually uh, at the 22nd Biennale of Sydney on Cockatoo Island. And what he's done 
He's, he's dug out a grave and he, and he looks like an archaeological excavation. Now this piece is called Shadow on the Land and Excavation and Bush. And basically the actual grave or excavation type grave is actually in the shape of a shadow that would have been cast by a, a Captain Cook memorial that's actually based in Sydney. So is it still there, this Captain Cook memorial? Yes, it is indeed. And is the um, the uh, position on in Sydney where the excavation site, which is actually art, has been set up, is it in the shadow of this Captain Cook statue? No, it's not. This is he actually wasn't able to do it in in situ right next to the statue. So basically, what he's done is he's trying to imagine a world where these statues have already been done. With the whole debate about these statues being up is already done. They're dead. They're buried. Captain Cook was, you know, was quite a dodgy, uh, a dodgy guy as far as sort of like Australian and New Zealand history goes. You know, apparently indigenous activists uh, said about Captain Cook that within two hours after landing, uh, him and the crew of the HMS Endeavour had already committed atrocities such as shooting, looting and even murdering the local chief. So I don't know if they quite came in peace, is the art, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so not a figure that is untainted without it through his history. Yes, it was a long time ago, wasn't it, Captain Cook? I I can't quite off the top of my head. I can't quite place the century, but it wasn't. It was quite a few hundred years ago, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was. It was a few hundred years ago. And the other thing as well is very interesting, which is what these art things have done. Is I think it's been brilliant in education because I'll be honest, I knew Captain Cook went out to these places. I had no idea of the atrocities that he did. I've no idea of him and the crew and what what they caused, the damage they actually caused. So this is where the art is at its best. A piece like this can highlight this and make people want to look at the history and try and find out about it. Yeah, so I remember, like I think at primary school, but maybe it was secondary school, but I must have been around 11 or 12, learning about Captain Cook. And it was more like about what countries he discovered. Yeah. And the story in my, in my education, he was more. It was more like he was a hero rather than a villain. Yeah. And he's yeah, yeah clearly he's uh, yeah he's not he's not the greatest of characters, is he? No, I know he got he got murdered on one of his trips, didn't he? Uh, he got murdered by in one of the Pacific Islands. They landed and he got. Uh, stabbed or something as he came yeah. ashore. Again, please head over to the website modernartisrubbish.com and we'll be, there'll be links or some of the images actually on the website. Right, so on to the next one. Now, obviously, the whole protest movements has raised some quite it's brought up some quite interesting artwork and um, the next one I want to talk about is by a documentarian called Alan Parsons so not so much an artist but the work he's done is definitely art and what he's done is he's used a famous American artwork to make us look differently at an historical event and what he's done is he's taken the famous painting that was painted in 1818 by John Trumbull and that was a painting of the Declaration of Independence. Now this painting depicts 
a five-man drafting committee and they're presenting the draft of the Declaration of Independence to Congress. Now, this work is interesting as it actually features 42 of the 56 signatories of the Declaration of Independence. And looking at this painting, the reason why all 56 were not depicted is because at the time he couldn't get a likeness to draw, uh, the artist John Trumbull, which is quite interesting because now we're used to going on the internet and everything. But of course at the time, if you can't get a likeness of someone, you, you can't draw them. You can't just make up what they look like. Sure. Now, what Alan Parser has done is interesting. He's taken this famous work, which I'll put a link to on the website. And... In total, there's actually 47 people in the picture, but 34 of them were actually slaveholders who were involved in slavery. So what he's done is he's put red dots on every single face that was involved, or as much as one can research into their history, was involved in, in either slavery or were slaveholders. So it's really interesting that, you know, the the declar the signing the Declaration of Independence was, you know, the United States gaining freedom from the thirteen British colonies, and this freedom was not passed down to the slaves. So it's quite ironic that you've got men themselves that are signing saying, "Look, we're free from the tyranny of the British and of European rule," and yet themselves were still enslaving other people. Yeah, so this is uh, the anniversary's last week, wasn't it? It's 4th of July, isn't it? Yes, it was, yeah. So it's yeah. very interesting to see how history is written in one way and we need to sort of like re-look at it. And again, this is showing us how art can do that. Cause Excellent, yeah. I certainly knew little of that. So he's put red dots on their heads. Is that yeah. to represent blood? Um, I just think it's to represent red dots. I mean, again, in art, isn't it? It's used for sale. I don't know. I just... To represent red dots. He's put red dots. <laughs> what better would represent a red dot than a red dot? <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, so there's a number of people that haven't got red dots. Um, yeah. a, a minority. There's yes. a handful like six yeah. or seven people without red dots. Yes. So those people, like historically, they, they weren't linked to the slave trade, possibly. They perhaps didn't own slaves. Um, I mean, we should have uh, red dots at every Prime Minister's question time here oh, in the UK, shouldn't we? Well, 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 well I don't know if they are, uh, because why are they keeping slaves? Well, I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> No, the, they officially, must be up to something. I mean, looking at the numbers here, if that's a represent representation of government and uh, who's up to badness, it'll be in interesting to in the future we'll know who's in our current like government who was bad, won't we? But maybe we don't know. We don't know at the moment. Yeah. So maybe it should be like a green dot for 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 bad. No, because green doesn't really. Maybe maybe like a like a gold dot for 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 badness. What in the current Houses of Parliament? Yeah, we have a yeah we have a TV channel, Parliament TV. So I think this artist should work on there so we can yeah. do the dots live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine our Prime Minister talking to us from behind a, well, a gold dot? Well, yeah, he would have a dot on his head. Let's face it. I'm, I'm, he's, I, he's kind of already got a gold dot on his head, yeah. hasn't he? For, for being naughty, he would have a gold. Yeah, got a gold dot. Oh. Our Prime Minister is determined to get everyone fit because he thinks he, because he does a press up, he thinks that that's being a good example to the country. Mm -hmm.
So on to the next uh, one, which is we've got another botched artwork. You know, you've got to imagine, right? You're a private collector. You've obviously got a bit of money. So what do you think? You think, I've got this painting, this old 17th century master painting, and I need someone to restore it. So what are you going to do? You're going to ask a furniture restorer to do it for you and pay them around about €1,200. You think, Tom, what could go wrong asking a furniture restorer to restore a uh, 17th century artwork? Yeah, well, I, because I've, I'm already looking at the artwork, I can see it's not a sofa. <laughs> <laughs> this work, it's a picture called The Immaculate Conception of El Escorial. Then, so what is it about, Tom? Well, she's got the blue shawl round her. We've talked about the colour blue in old paintings. So that was quite a hard colour to get hold of. So it's an, an expensive piece, I imagine. Yep, that's right. Like you say, it's an expensive paint job, which means it would have been the Virgin Mary. Now, this actual work is a copy of a work by Esteban Murillo, although there is strong evidence to suggest it's actually a copy he made of his own work. So this is a real disaster. So what do you think of the actual restoration? I mean, I'm looking at the original here and it's a very beautifully pale, angelic looking Virgin Mary. And she's surrounded by cherubs beautifully. And the dress and the fabrics is beautifully painted. It's almost like her, you know, her, her robes are like clouds, aren't they? They're it's quite, in, quite beautiful, the painting. How do you think that the furniture restorer has translated this this beautiful piece? Do you think he's he's captured her likeness? Well, he's he's taken it from like uh, looking like the Virgin Mary, beautiful picture, to looking like a picture you put on your fridge, done by your five-year-old <laughs> child. It would be quite a talented five-year-old child, so maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or maybe I'm overestimating the children. Maybe an eight-year-old child. Yeah. Clearly, the proportions have gone out the window uh, uh, as the, the eye actually runs into the top of the nose. Um, the other eye is not even level. It looks like a different woman, doesn't it? Yes. The restoration. Would you say, looking at this picture, that that face would represent, represent an immaculate conception to you? Uh, no. No. So you can imagine now a spate of these it's not it's 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 getting beyond a beyond a joke because the thing is is this is a this is what potentially could be an old masterwork and now it's completely ruined and it's not the same as our favorite um who's our favorite person Tom? Oh the uh, Spanish restoration lady. Yeah. Cecilia Jimenez. I mean what would she say about this? I don't know. Would she be impressed? Uh. Yeah, I I mean she'd probably offer the uh the furniture restorer um a job. Maybe yeah. maybe we could do a merger. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get loads of jobs. <laughs> Restorations for you. <laughs> yeah, so 
really this has caused a lot of problems and um, now a lot of uh, conservationists art restorers have uh, got to get together to say look there needs to be a change in the law yeah, so what did the owner of the um, painting did he make any public comment on the story no I think they're going to remain private because this is clearly quite an embarrassment for them. Sure, yeah. He must have been a very persuasive furniture restorer to say, I can do this, and not actually show him any examples of his drawing. I mean, if you were ISIS, you'd claim responsibility, wouldn't you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Although... Technically, ISIS would not would yeah, not leave the representation of a human form. Yeah. And the sad yeah. thing is, with the Jimenez uh, work, it turned this humble little church into a massive money spinner, and they had so many tourists, so it made the church a lot of money. So perhaps one could argue that her restoration was almost divine intervention. But this certainly is not Divine Intervention. Divine Intervention is a great name for her business, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Now, a short advertisement break. Uh, Hello, and welcome to Divine Restoration. Do you have an artwork for me to restore? Uh, Yes, yes, I do. Um... What I've got is I've got this totally 100% unreproducible turtle art print. Do you think you can fix it? I look, I, I, I kind of spilled coffee over it and I, I need the face of the turtle recreated. Certainly, sir. Come pass it over. It'll only take me a minute. I can do turtle eyes. They're kind of round, aren't they? There we are, sir. Look at the smile on this turtle now. What the hell? That's absolutely rubbish. Oh, my God, you've ruined it. You've absolutely ruined it. This totally, totally unique turtle art print. You do you know what? You There is no way you can get those works. They are absolutely, completely unique. It was one of one. What are you talking about? All you need to do is go to the Modern Art is Rubbish website, subscribe to the mailing list, and you can download a new high-definition turtle art print at your leisure, sir. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. As if you could do that. Yes, you can. (laughs) Go to modernartisrubbish.com, click subscribe, and download away. (laughs) Good day. So, just head over to modernartisrubbish.com and subscribe to our email list to get your free artwork and to be updated on the latest Modern Art is Rubbish news. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. 
But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. So that wraps it up for the show, Tom. And um, before we go, uh, you've got a new single out and we're going to play that at the end, aren't we? Yeah, it is the end now, isn't it? Oh, it is the end. What's it called, Tom? It's called Lily. Very nice. Yeah, featuring the same artist I worked with on the last one. Yeah. Stella Gottstein and Adam Shefflan. And we'll put a link to it on the website. And that'll be available in actually two days' time after the podcast is released. Yeah, on Spotify and uh, your favourite streaming services. Everything else. And also, please remember to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on all the social media profiles and Patreon. So, Tom, I think it's just time to play out your song. Here we go. Here we go. have noticed a change in your neighborhood lately. Yep, Sprint stores are now T-Mobile stores. Now that Sprint is T-Mobile, you get more coverage, value, and benefits than ever before. We've invested billions to bring our 5G from big cities to small towns across America. And great coverage is just the start. From high-speed mobile hotspot data to weekly deals and giveaways, our customers get tons of great benefits. Head to your new T-Mobile store to learn more. Qualifying service and capable device required. Coverage is not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain plan or features. See T-Mobile.com. Dunkin' is putting a whole new spin on pumpkin at Dunkin' with our new pumpkin cream cold brew. Smooth, bold, cold brew topped with velvety pumpkin cream cold foam made with cinnamon and nutmeg spices. And there's more pumpkin for you to love, like the delicious fall classic, our pumpkin spice signature latte. Rich espresso topped with whipped cream, caramel drizzle, and cinnamon sugar. That's how we pumpkin at Dunkin'. Sip into the fall season with the $3 medium pumpkin cream cold brew or pumpkin spice signature latte. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusion apply. Valid on pumpkin spice signature latte only in all cold foam cold brew.